Welcome back to another podcast episode of the Jordan's River Podcast. And today we're going to be talking about something that many, many people are doing here in Christian culture, I guess you could say, which is operating in cancel culture, which is actually something very secular. Now, I want to talk about this. Christians who are canceling other Christians, other ministers, other music artists, canceling them and forbidding other people from listening to them. Guess what? This is something I'm going to say that most people that are Christian, they don't understand. You cannot cancel anointing. You cannot cancel the calling. You cannot cancel the purpose on someone's life. If people are making mistakes, if people mess up, they have hiccups, they're teaching something that maybe is a little bit off. As long as they're anointed by God and they love the Lord, eventually God's going to speak and minister to their hearts. And they're going to come around and they can hear from God themselves. But I'm going to be talking about a few things on this video that I believe many of you need to hear. Don't click off. Wait to the end because God wants to set his people free. I remember when I first got saved, there were some things that I wasn't sure about. You know, like I would see certain things happen where someone would pray for someone in the spirit and then all of a sudden they fall down. I'd see something happen where someone would talk about some crazy encounter that they had in heaven or something like that. And sometimes I'll be a little skeptical. Sometimes I'd be skeptical, especially if someone's selling a book or something. But I never, I would try to never speak against these people. Because the moment you speak against them, it's just like King David and King Saul. You know, David's coming to Saul. And he repented just for touching him. He says, touch not my anointed, do my prophets no harm. You know, God is actually so, so serious about how we treat his people, how we treat our brothers. And the way that we treat them, you know, that's the same measure we're going to be treated back by others. The same measure that we judge will be met unto us. And I'm not saying don't judge righteously. I'm not saying don't, you know, call out wickedness and evil. But what I am saying is don't come against a person, come against evil works of darkness. Don't come against a person, come against a spirit. Don't come against a person, come against whatever power or principality is operating over a place. Don't come against the anointed person that God has placed there because we're not here to cancel people. We're not the one who condemns. Christ is the one who died for us. That's what I'm getting to. I want you guys to hear me out. Listen to what I was reading this morning in my devotion to the Lord. It's Romans 8, verse 33. Who will bring a charge against God's elect? God is the one who justifies. Who is the one who condemns? Christ Jesus is he who died. Yes, rather, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who also intercedes for us. Who will separate us from the love of Christ with tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Just as it is written, for your sake, we are put to death all the day long. We were considered as sheep to be slaughtered and all these things. We overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor things present nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, I want you guys to pay attention to this. He's saying, who can charge God's elect? 
Why? Because of what Jesus did. Who, who can bring a charge against them? Who can condemn us? Who can do it? And then listen to this. This is so powerful. He says, who is the one who condemns? Christ Jesus is he who died. He's saying here, Christ Jesus is he who died, rather who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who also intercedes for us. Meaning Christ Jesus is the one who bore our sins. Christ Jesus is the one who took our condemnation. He's the one who took our payment of these sins. He's the one who rose from the dead. He's the one who should be speaking. He's the one who should be judging. But guess what? He didn't call us to be judges over all these people and to condemn them. We can judge righteously, but he didn't call call us to condemn people to touch his anointed. But Jesus Christ is the one who paid the price, who actually bore our sins, who, who paid the judgment for these things that we did. So he's the one who should speak. And guess what he's doing? He's seated at the right hand of God, interceding for us. So that same person that we decided going to speak badly about, Christ Jesus is up there interceding for him. You know, there's a, a story where the devil literally comes before the Lord to bring accusation. The Bible talks about how the devil is the accuser of the brethren. We need to make sure that we're not accusing, but rather exposing evil. When we get into accusation, we're actually a lot of times yielding to the enemy. We're letting the enemy move through us because Christ Jesus is up there interceding for those who love him. Even as we're doing wrong, because I'll tell you what, every single person here still has areas in their life where they need to be free, still have areas in their life where they need to know the truth, where they don't have the fullness of the truth. I say that because the Bible says that one day we'll see him and we become like him. But right now we're, we're looking through him. We're looking through a glass dimly. But soon we'll see him face to face. So we're continuously getting to know the truth more and more and more. So some people, you know, they might just not have the truth in the area you have. That does not mean you shouldn't work with them. That does not mean you shouldn't love them. That does not mean that you should bash them online and criticize them to your friends. That's gossiping. But what should you do rather? Expose evil. Talk about the evil things that are done. But you don't have to accuse anyone. You don't have to condemn them. Because guess what? With that same measure you meet, watch how it gets met back to you later on. Hallelujah. So... I know for my life, for example, thank God that I was under the pastors that I was because they taught me these things. So I would stop myself and I wouldn't speak against people. But tell me why I pray for people who have been condemning others, who have been doing these things, having judgment or just speaking against God's anointed. And when they repented, they got set free and delivered. Let me tell you something. If you are right now condemning others, talking bad about other people who are Christ anointed, even if they've done wrong, right? If you're talking bad about them and condemning them, you need deliverance. Plain and simple. You need to be set free and you need to repent. And as you repent, I'm telling you, you will feel the peace of God come over you so strong. And we need to break this cancel culture of Christians. That's not who we are. That's of the world. Let's renew our minds. This is foolishness. Let's get back to the word of God to restoring those who fall in sin. Let's get back to actually praying and interceding for those leaders who we see misled in certain areas. Instead of making a bunch of videos or, or talking to all of our friends in group settings about this minister, this pastor, this uh, Christian artist. Let's pray for them. If you have something to say about them, how about you pray about it? Pray about them first. 
and ask God how he wants you to go about things. One more thing. So many people, and this is huge. So many people don't understand the word of God. When Apostle Paul is speaking to Timothy and he tells him, don't receive an accusation against an elder except to be two or more witnesses. Timothy right now is an overseer of the church. And then it says, if he doesn't receive it, to rebuke him. If he continues to sin, rebuke him in the presence of all. Timothy is an overseer of the church. You are not, most likely. You are not. People are bringing accusations to Timothy about elders for him because he's a leader of that place. You are not a leader, so you actually don't have the role to come openly and just rebuke somebody like that to rebuke this pastor, to rebuke this person that you probably never talked to a day in your life. Rather, if there's something that has happened to you, something that you know, bring it to the leaders of that place. But know your role or else you will distract yourself and the devil will distract you from your purpose. There's people who think their purpose in life is to expose certain ministers. And some people are led astray by that. That's, that's most likely not your purpose. Go fulfill the calling of God in your life and stop focusing so much on other people and maybe you'll see the glory of God come down. That's where we will find rest. That's where we'll find wickedness being exposed because people will see the light versus the darkness. And it's up to the people in those churches who are listening to those artists to know the word of God and know what is wrong from right. So we preach what's right and wrong. And if they don't want to hear the truth, then they are expected to be in bondage. If they don't want to know the truth, let them be in bondage. But we speak truth. We expose wickedness. But we don't condemn or judge or put accusation against our own brothers and sisters. It's not right. That's not who we are. And if you're in agreement with that, I want you to comment below. Leave your thoughts. And I want you guys to truly, if you feel like you need repentance from this, just say this prayer with me. Say, Father, I repent of anyone I've spoken bad against. Don't charge against me. I bless these people. Lord, forgive me for speaking bad against these people. If you don't know the Lord Jesus or you feel like you've fallen away from him, you're far from him, I want you to say this prayer. The Bible says, whosoever calls on his name shall be saved. Say, Jesus, I want you in my life. Forgive me of all my sins. Wash me clean. Make me new. Change me. Give me your heart desire. I believe you are the son of God and you rose from the dead. You're coming back again for me. In Jesus' name. If you love this video, leave a like down. If you love the podcast, share it with your friends. And guys, we are in a season where we need to be watchful. We need to be prayerful. And God's called me and my wife to be more watchful and prayerful in the season. Step up. The enemy is moving. You know, walk as wise, not as unwise. According to the knowledge that we have that the end is near. Jesus is coming back soon. We're not here to play games. God has put us here for a reason. Let's stop playing around. Fulfill the calling. Fulfill the purpose of God on our lives. Let's not play games anymore. No games to be played. I love you guys. In Jesus' name, have a wonderful day.